Welcome to Adults Do Universal. <gasps> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, we're, we're taking a break out of our normal wall-to-wall Disney schedule to talk about Universal Studios but why? Florida. why? Why? Because it is often considered the best theme park in the world. So we're convincing people to go to the best theme park in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a noble cause we have <laughs> yeah. this week. Or or are we saying to people you should do both? I think that's what we're doing. I think essentially what we're saying is if you are going to Florida as many people do to visit Walt Disney World, you might think to yourself, nah, we're already spending loads of money to go to a really good uh, theme park, yeah, a series of theme yeah, parks. Yeah, Disney's got four parks. Why would we go to Universal? Or you might do the reverse. Go, yeah, hey, get Universal. We can see Harry Potter. We, we don't need to go to Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I got a bit Katzenberger there. Yeah, why did you... Why? Ratzenberger. <laughs> Ratzenberger. Uh, John Ratzenberger. Go on, do, do that in Ratzenberger. Yeah, we're, we're already going to Disney. Why would we go to Universal as well? Uh, for the Fans, yeah. the fans of it seems to be the most popular thing about this podcast so far is our John Ratzenberger impression. <laughs> so we're going to shove it in even when it's totally irrelevant. Yeah, like right now. However, what we are going to do is convince people that you should, in fact, do both. And how they are uh, symbiotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, bit, one is not better than the other, we don't think. Uh, but they are sufficiently different for you to have a very different experience. Okay, so good. Let's talk about the differences. Okay. Because this might encourage people. Yeah. Okay, so they have a different philosophy, don't they? Essentially, they do, yeah. So Disney is all swooning and uh, magic and lushness and romance yeah. and dreaming and dreams come true. The idea of dreams coming true. Yeah, and, and sparkly and pretty and lovely. Yeah, it's all very wholesome, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very beautiful and kind of uh, inspirational, but it, there's certainly... Uh, there's a wholesome quality it's to everything. It's got an old-fashioned white picket wholesomeness. To it. Yeah, 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 sure. Whereas... But also, although actually, it does have its dark side, doesn't it? But even the dark side... Oh, uh, sure. So the, the bad guys are do- uh, have their dark side, but obviously, they're all dark side. But uh, the good guys don't tend to have much in the way of a bad side, do they? No, and the, the dark qualities in Disney are often there as a way for the, the good characters to overcome adversity... And so they're kind of the, the the dark characters don't tend to be humorous. There's not there's not well, a huge I'm amount of. Well, maybe they have a kind of cackling camp humor to them, generally speaking. But traditionally, they're more kind of they're they're, they're sort of quite serious antagonists. And they're irredeemably evil. Yeah. So the only end for them is death. So you basically <laughs> in the Disney universe, you tend to have. Good and evil. It's quite black and white, isn't yes, it? Yes, and good triumphs and evil falls off the top of a castle. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Very grisly, yeah. slightly over the top. Tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas at Universal, I would say, because it's slightly closer to reality while also not being anywhere near reality, mm. but uh, it it's combines uh, the good and the bad in one package, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so uh, the kind of... The, the philosophy that runs throughout the Universal parks and all of the... Uh, intellectual properties that they have that you will find throughout the parks is a sense of sort of adventure uh, but humour much more of a sense of humour more of a sense of thrill and sass and sass and a bit more chaos yeah, bit, yeah. There's a bit anarchy more rough and tumble, and that includes the individual characters as well. So yeah. whereas Disney, good versus evil, Universal properties tend to be flawed people trying to just get their way through an yeah. adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so this is this gives the whole place a slightly more adult vibe, perhaps. Yeah. 
Although the, there is a children's presence in the park. There's Seuss yeah, landing, Dr. Seuss this area. There's a Dr. Seuss-themed area, and there's a Woody Woodpecker area. Even Woody it? Woodpecker is quite chaotic and anarchic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come on to that in a second, about the, the difference between the kind of cartoon styles of the, of the different mm. worlds. But we'd, I'd say that probably the main draw of Universal is the more, in inverted commas, adult... Uh, properties such as Harry Potter and Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know it's Excellent. amazing to class Harry Potter as an adult property, but I think it is now. Yeah, yeah. I and, think it and is. And the Mummy. I probably will mention the Mummy <laughs> far more than I should. You be love the mummy. the mummy. There's an excellent ride called oh, the, Mu- so the Revenge good. of the Mummy. I've got absolutely no loyalty to the film whatsoever. I'm not even sure I've seen it. They're they're quite bad films. The Mummy series. The yeah. most recent one with Tom Cruise is supposed to be awful. I think I tried watching one of them. And I just gave up. I was hoping it was going to be essentially Indiana Jones. Yeah. It falls so short of that. However, the ride... Oh my god, the ride is amazing! The ride is really excellent. Yeah. So anyway, so what else is different between Disney and Universal? Well, uh, so we've talked about how there's a kind of... There's a less of a sentimental uh, quality to the Universal parks and properties Mm -hmm. than than Mm -hmm. you get amongst the the characters and the themes of the Disney parks. You also have a, a greater number of what we we called flawed characters. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I mentioned earlier, so like the Simpsons. So the has Simpsons a have a, yeah, they have a presence in Universal. There's a Men in Black ride, so there's a lot of sass to be found in that film. Jurassic Park, I mean you couldn't you couldn't find a more flawed character that really Probably than uh, uh, old John Hammond from Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Crichton's book as yeah. well is uh, very dark book. Very dark. Yeah, you couldn't really. Uh, I I did I think read it as a kid and being mm. a big fan of the film, and I did love it. But you've got to be a very specific type of kid. To yeah, enjoy I'm not that sure it'd be thing. for all kids. I only read it more recently, and I I really loved it. Uh, but it's interesting to note there's a few differences between the book and the film that are quite strange. Like Ellie Sadler in the film is played by Laura Dern, mm. and she's like a perfectly believable scientist. Whereas Michael Crichton has Ellie Sadler played by, like, I'm imagining, uh, what's her name? Christmas Jones in the Bond film. What's the name of the actress who plays Christmas, Christmas Jones. Jones in Die Another Day? Oh, uh, she, no uh, we'll, we'll insert the fact here. Oh, hang on, I know who you mean. Uh, she used to be married to Charlie Sheen. Yeah, you know the Denise one. Richards. Denise Richards, exactly. Yeah. So she, yeah, she says, uh, so I'm a, I'm a uh, astrophysicist or something. And you yeah, just go, yeah. I just don't believe you for a second. Michael Crichton has his Ellie Sadler in the book. It's sort of like 19 years old and she's already got a PhD. And he describes in inordinate detail... Like how she was seen drinking in the desert from a from a bottle of water, and the beads of sweat trickled down her perfect neck, and her stomach lifted well, up. Well, that's interesting, the... then, isn't it? Because the film actually uh, d- took away that sexism, yeah. that male gaze. Yeah. Uh, whereas in, uh, with recent Jurassic World, which is a terrible travesty of a absolute. film. And it makes me angry even just saying it's it. It's an absolute pig. They did the reverse. Thing. They brought back all that sexism. Ah, good. <laughs> what was missing from Hollywood? Sexism. About yeah. time we had some of that back. Anyway, we're going off topic yeah. as we always do. As we always do. So the other the other kind of uh, uh, difference between the parks that you can really see in the kind of characters and properties they have around is that there's there's a cartoon presence, of course, in both lands. Where but the the Disney cartoons are all about friendship. And heroism, as we've said, and and dreams coming true, and and it's all very wholesome, and you feel like you're kind of you're slightly bettering yourself by taking away the messages from them. Whereas the cartoon properties that Universal makes use of are uh, things like uh, the Hanna Barbera cartoons and the Tex Avery cartoons 
Popeye. And like, I imagine that kids nowadays aren't that familiar with the Probably likes of Popeye, not. are they? No, and I have thought Hanna-Barbera. so. They're more for us. They're more for adults. Well, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because the like, we are too young to... Oh, yeah, but they were repeated ad nauseum when yeah, we were kids, yeah. weren't they? Whereas I think... I think kids nowadays don't get as quite as many repeats. Possibly not, no. Not, from, not repeats from 50 years ago. No, because on-demand television means that you can watch the, the new stuff. You don't yeah, have but to they're worry missing about, out, man. They're missing out on the weird old thing. Like, Popeye hasn't been on TV, ever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but he was never There's my on brilliant TV. impression. What yeah. do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, he, all right, Lord. He, uh, <laughs> he predates television, Popeye. He, he predates the, television? Yeah, he was in the cinemas. Popeye was like from the 30s, from the 20s. Is he? he? Yeah. You're kidding. ancient. Uh, so there's absolutely no way that anyone visiting the parks now would remember them. So he's the a sailor time. from World War One, essentially. Yeah, he was black and white, proper black and white wow. cartoon. So anyway, the, but what what kind of what is the philosophy of all of those cartoons? They're they're rooted. The world is a terrible, yes. frightening place. Uh, yes, they're, they're rooted in anarchy and mayhem, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're very violent. They're full of wisecracks. They're full uh, of uh, uh, predation as well, predatory characters. So yeah. you've got Bluto carrying Olive off all the time. Yeah, presumably to do d- undesirable things with yeah. Olive. And normally you've got some, if it's an animal-based uh, uh, cartoon, it'll be one animal trying to kill the well, other one. Yeah, I mean, it? you have a cat. So many of these cartoons are cat and mouse type cartoons. Mm. So obviously Tom and Jerry... Oh, and they uh, actually have a, a property called Crazy Cat. They ha- yeah, well, they, they have the a little universe. reference to to George Harriman's Crazy Cat, which was a strip cartoon from the nineteen twenties. Uh, but you feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of these uh, small references dotted throughout the the Toon Lagoon section. Of yeah, it adds universe. an interesting aesthetic. It does. Like we said, it's like these are cartoons, but they are very definitely not for the kids of nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They represent things that you would definitely not get in children's. Uh, TV and film today. It's like Disney's sort of twisted brother, isn't it? Well, yeah, sort of. And it's kind of, you can see evidence of that same world in the very early Disney films like Pinocchio and so on. Yeah. With all of the, the donkeys and the kids getting pissed and smoking and stuff. Yeah, but they, but they get punished. For they do get punished, yeah. Whereas there's, there's not really any repercussions in these cartoons, apart from maybe you might fall off a cliff or blow yourself up with some dynamite. Well, everything's got a repercussion in these places, isn't True. it? As in, you can't walk out your door without an anvil falling yeah. on your head. I think the main difference is you can, you can boil it down to, in the Disney world, all things tend towards the good, whereas in the world of these cartoons... All things tend towards anarchy yeah. and chaos. So if you spend a day in one of the Disney parks and you're like, wow, I feel like I've been injected with saccharin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then actually it's quite nice to go to Universal yeah. and wash it all off with some yeah. good cynicism. Where and the... then when you feel a bit bitter, or like you've had lemons forced into your eyeballs, yeah. then you go back to Disney again. Yeah. Not to avoiding say that... Epcot. Not to say that Universal makes is, is like having lemons poured into <laughs> it's your not eyes. It's not at all, actually. No, it's really good. It's, it's really it's, fun. It's got quite... Uh, but it is more in your face, actually. It isn't is, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. actually, talking of in your face, I'd say the main difference uh, is the amount of thrill rides. Yeah, that's true. So in in what you want from a classic Disney ride is different to what you would expect in a sort of a classic Universal ride. So should we compare a couple of these rides side by side? Side by side. So we would like to put in direct comparison Splash Mountain uh, in Magic Kingdom in Disney World and also Disneyland. Uh, and Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls. Dudley Do-Right. See, I was not in... familiar with the property of Dudley Do-Right. Uh, he's an old uh, old cartoon. He's a Canadian Mountie, isn't he, Dudley Do-Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, it's the same kind of anarchy and everything. Yeah, and yeah. The Ripsaw Falls are 
uh, are freaking terrifying. Yeah, it's an unnerving <laughs> ride. So let's focus first on Splash Mountain. So Splash Mountain is a beautiful ride that we love very much. Uh, and it's also really good fun. But it is a kind of a classic Disney ride. But I again, think. it's based on a property that kids will have no idea about. True. So in a way, this is actually quite a good direct comparison. Yes, because actually, really, the only way to fully appreciate these rides, I suppose, uh, is to have read up a bit on the history of them. I suppose so. Like us. Yeah, like, really, we're the only ones. Yeah, really, I think you should go into every from, theme park yeah. with uh, a working knowledge of uh, 20th century film. <laughs> I think you should have an exam before you go on the ride. Uh, you this, should not be allowed this to calls, ride. This calls probably for my Professor Frink impression, doesn't it? Go on. Uh, well, uh, you should have a, a working knowledge of the rides, the history of the uh, 20s rides cartoons. And the thrills and the spills. With the spills and the th- the, 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 the thrills and the drops and the blame. And... <laughs> right, Lawrence, okay. Very talented man. Let's move on. So, so Splash Mountain, right? It's a classic Disney ride. So you have uh, an emphasis on storytelling. You have a load of colourful, wonderful characters. You have a very catchy series of songs. You do. You do. What's the What's the one that we always sing? Uh, how do you do? Mighty fast green. Fine, how are you? Say it when you mean. How do you do? With everyone repeating. Pretty good. Show us your balls. <laughs> it's not the actual lyrics, but uh, it sounds like it. Sounds like Show it. Show us your balls. Yeah. Uh, Next time someone says, how are you? Say, pretty good. Pretty good. Show us your your balls. (laughs) (laughs) It's a traditional American greeting. Yeah. So in that ride, as with all the kind of classic Disney rides, there's a thrill element, of course, but it's it's a thrill that is sort of manageable for the whole family. It's not a huge thrill. It's something that everyone can enjoy. And the emphasis is more on storytelling than, like, thrill rides. Although, actually, that final drop is a doozy. Yeah, it's a doozy of a drop. Mm, But it almost feels like it's kind of not the main point of the ride. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but once you've been on it once, or, uh, and of course you can see it outside, you mm. do know it's coming, so it builds that sense of anticipation. Yeah, yeah. However, rips or right, uh, rips or falls rather, you can see it coming throughout the whole park because it's so freaking big. It's massive, and <laughs> yeah, the, so uh, this is a similar ride in that you have some fun, colourful cartoon characters, uh, and uh, although there's less animatronics, uh, there's, there's a few there's animatronics. Less dark- ride stuff going yeah there's less indoor stuff there's some indoor stuff yeah but that's more just like bumping along in the dark isn't it yeah 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 it's and a few a few of those fake drops as well it's possibly a less immersive ride I'd say yeah yeah I but think Rips or Falls is uh, the whole thing is just designed to wind you right up until you're at the top <laughs> facing this what feels like a, a, a fall uh, that never a, ends. An avalanche of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a pretty... It's, it kind of trolls you, this ride, doesn't it? It drops mm. you underneath uh, lots of jets of water. Oh, not as much can... as Popeye's freaking piss taker, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that, yeah. Well, let's not deviate <laughs> yeah, let's onto that. let's talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Moment. But so the Ripsaw Falls, uh, it's one of those water rides where you can see all of the many myriad ways in which you are going to be drenched. Mm. Uh, coming a mile off. So you you know you're going to go underneath the guy who's uh, holding a bucket of water and spilling it everywhere. You know you're going to stop in front of the cascading waterfall bit. You know you're going to get soaked and you can see it coming and the ride plays with your perception of that quite a bit because there's sort of like... Yeah, because you don't get as wet as you think you're going to get. No. Uh, Well, on Splash Mountain, you don't get very wet. No, no, you don't. You on don't. Rips or Falls, you get a bit wet. The Rips but you or don't... Falls, you get pretty wet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? You do, uh. yeah. You get certainly wetter than on Splash Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they do things like having signs 
uh, in the rye, kind of cartoonish big yellow signs that say things like, this way to getting soaked! Or, you know, it, it's kind of, it trolls you a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then the final drop is just like a sheer terrifying drop of a cliff. It's brilliant. So it's, it's really good fun. But it's, the emphasis oof. is more on thrill than storytelling. Mm. And the, the, of the storytelling elements that are there, they're a lot more kind of knockabout. It's, yeah. it's winding you up. It's having a laugh with you. It's yeah. teasing you more. Yeah. but uh, So going back to what I shouted out in Fury yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of seconds ago, there's another water ride in Universal, and I just want to warn people because I feel it's my Christian duty to yeah. do so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's it's what's it called? Popeye's? Uh, Bilge Rat Barges, I think. Right, and it's based on Popeye's. It's a Popeye ride. It's a kind of... It's similar to the Carly River Rapids in Animal Kingdom. It's one of those ones where you're in a kind of circular tub and you go down a rapid. Yeah, and it's quite gentle. But the whole, the the thing that just, oh, it really annoyed me, actually. They just keep dropping water on you, like huge quantities of yeah, water, just, just as you go around on this not particularly thrilling ride. So you're not even distracted by uh, exciting drops or anything. No, the theming's not very good on There's that There's nothing ride. to distract from the fact that essentially you're just, just someone is getting a hose. They're just is... pouring buckets of water over your head <laughs> yeah. constantly. And I know, I know Florida is hot, but... You are so wet afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's one of those situations where your gusset is wet. It's like, yeah. <laughs> your socks are wet. It's like you've jumped in a lake. Yeah. You, you walk off, like, with your clothes hanging off you because you're so drenched. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, you expect to be splashed. You don't expect to be drenched in that no. kind of way. And, so then, don't... and then there's a thing outside uh, that's like a big hairdryer, oh, yeah. which you can pay to stand on. <laughs> I did't think so, Universal. Yeah, it feels rather cynical. But then in a way, that's part of the cynicism of Universal. Yeah, maybe it if is. If you're stupid enough to get on the ride, <laughs> you can pay for the hairdryer. Although, I mean, uh, I've made Universal sound bad there. Obviously, I love it. But yeah. that bit is, yeah. Yeah, so don't bother going on that Popeye ride. We can probably give that one a miss. Yeah. So, let's go into what's going on in the two main theme parks. So, what, what have you got? What are the two main theme parks? Uh, Universal Studios, so it consists of two uh, called Universal Studios <laughs> and uh, Universal's Islands of Adventure. Right. So, oh, uh, there is a water park as well, Volcano Bay. Yeah, which is which is new for 2017 and we haven't been to yet, so we cannot comment, but it looks excellent. And there's a shopping district called Universal City Walk, City Walk. which you don't have to pay to get in. Yeah, that's kind of equivalent to Disney Springs, isn't it? Yeah, but Similar again, feel. it feels a bit more adult. It's got uh, more cocktail and sushi bars and mm. things like that. Mm. Mm. Um, so you can actually get a hint of what uh, what these places are about by their name. So Universal Studios is a studio lot yes, or a fake studio lot. Has a strong movie making theme, as per the original uh, Universal Studios, which is in Hollywood, of course, which is the real actual Universal Studios. I went there when I was a kid, and you it was did. excellent. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so the other one, Universal's Islands of Adventure, is more immersive. So hmm. it doesn't uh, push the movie angle so much as the you are in an adventure. Yeah, this was the second park to open. Yes. Um, so yeah, because I think Universal Studios always did the kind of like, hey, what's it like behind the scenes of yeah. the movies? Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. So this was, new, uh, this was a departure for them, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, Islands a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the main Universal Studios park, you have... Uh, such attractions as Revenge of the Mummy, Lindsay's personal favourite, uh, the Rip Ride Rocket, which is a big old ro red roller coaster you can see for miles, uh, Springfield with the Simpsons ride, oh, great. which is excellent. Uh, there's a Men in Black ride, uh, there's which is very good. The Men in Black one is you know the sequence in Men in Black where Will Smith is having his training mm -hmm. and he decides that little Tiffany deserves to die. 
<laughs> I, I don't have as much fun, fondness for Men in Black. Oh, I love Men in Black. Men in so Black I did is... quite enjoy the Men in Black ride, but I don't think I got that little that little punch of enjoyment that you get when you have an emotional yeah, yeah. connection oh, to no, the Men property. in Black are one of my absolute favourite childhood films, that uh, one. Brilliant. Well, I had the same kind of thing to their E.T. ride, yeah. which is also at Universal Studios. Yeah, the E.T. ride is a classic. Yeah, you get to cycle through... through. Well, you don't really, but you well, feel like you, you are. Like you have do... to straddle a thing that looks like a bike. Which is pretty radical, given that this is late 80s, early 90s. 90s, this ride it's yeah. one of the oldest rides in the park this one and well, it, it still stands feels up quite well it really it? does I, I have to wonder how long it has left unfortunately because yeah it feels it, like the sort of thing they might eventually get rid of I, I reckon kids enjoy the straddling a bike element to it yeah but I wonder how familiar they are with E.T. Uh, I'd have thought probably parents of today would would show their kids ET. Yeah. Eventually. It's quite a weird ride as well though because you go into actual ET land. Oh so yeah, you go to ET's planet at the end. Yeah, and you find out that ET lives in some kind of like yellow submarine. Hippie yeah, place. yeah, it lives in a kind of hallucinogenic <laughs> mushroom trip. Yeah, yeah, full of sentient mushrooms. Yeah, which is quite cool. But the main the main thrust of it is you are you are Elliot. Uh, you are riding a bike. Uh, you fly on your bike through some dark forest. Oh, and escape the bad guys. Yeah, the bad scientist men. They turn up cars, sort of zoom out of the distance and stop right in front of you. It actually feels like a, a kind of natural progression from Peter Pan's flight in Disneyland. Yeah, and it feels like the step before the dinosaurs ride in Disney and yeah. the uh, Indiana Jones Indiana Jones ride in, in, in Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of similar rides. So this is a flying ride, but... And actually, it also... It also sounds like uh, quite similar to the new Avatar. Stuff. Oh right! So there's a, a flights of passage in Pandora. Uh, you ride on the back of a banshee through um, through the beautiful, lush landscape of Pandora, and it sounds like so. It's more sentient mushrooms, isn't more, it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. So it sounds like Lawrence. What would a sentient mushroom sound like? <laughs> God, I'm asking you to invent a you're, voice. Now. You're saying you, you're saying you want me to provide the voice of a sentient mun- mushroom. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Hello. Oh, yeah, I'm good. a sentient mushroom. Just because I'm a mushroom mm. doesn't mean my head got smarts. Yeah, I got smarts because I'm a mushroom. <laughs> Check out my racist Chinese hat. <laughs> well, it's only racist now that you said it. Well, come on. Lawrence. Disney made it racist so, in the 30s. So you're accusing Fantasia. the mushrooms of being racist? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll go there. <laughs> Disney made it racist. In Fantasia, there's a very race, racially questionable... Uh, a Chinese sequence with a load of mushrooms. Oh, I can't even remember Fantasia because I was so bored I passed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's one for the music lovers, I think. I no think so. I, well, I was uh, a kid with a short attention span, I yeah, think. Yeah. And yeah, some adults bit. with a short attention yeah, some span. Some good bits of Fantasia, but yeah. Anyway, anyway. What's, uh, what's in the other park? Islands of Adventure. So t- tell us, Lawrence. Okay, so there's not really, as we said, there's not really a movie theme to this one. Uh, so much as you immersive. are it's more immersive it's more with the kind of Disney idea of you are actually here you're going on these adventures yeah, and magic is real and magic is real so you go through sort of jungle environments and so on um, and you have things like there's a Sinbad show there's a quite a good uh, thing about uh, Poseidon that's a good special effects show oh yeah uh, but the main draws are the incredibly good Jurassic Park River Adventure oh I love it I hope they don't get rid of it yeah, I'm sure they won't that'll be there for some I time I don't know because every time we've been on it there's been no queue whatsoever well do you know we what's probably going to happen front. it's probably going to become Jurassic World I River will Adventure. be so angry yeah but they're not going to change it that much <laughs> I expect we'll see an overlay but the ride will stay oh, the same dinosaurs have been around for 30 years the kids are bored with dinosaurs 
dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah, because that, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, my God. Can I do a separate podcast where I yeah, we'll, rip apart Jurassic we'll, World? We'll have to talk about Jurassic World in a different podcast. So angry. Because it is very anger-making. Uh, however, the ride Jurassic Park River Adventure is very good. I want to talk about that in more detail in a second. Mm. Um, you also have Skull Island, Reign of Kong, based on the new uh, King Kong franchise. Uh, Toon Lagoon, which is where the Ripsaw Falls is. Uh, and Marvel Superhero Island. Including the Hulk roller coaster, which is amazing, uh, and a uh, uh, 3D Spider-Man ride. There's also Doctor Doom's Fearful, which is a vertical drop ride, uh, and so on and so on. And they, uh, that, interestingly, that's the only um, Marvel-themed things in Florida. They can't have them, even though it belongs to Disney. Yeah, because Marvel's coming to Disneyland Paris. Isn't yeah, it? and California. Marvel yeah. is a Disney property now, but Universal has the rights to Marvel. Uh, tied up for the Florida area. Interesting. Very interesting. I wonder if that so will eventually when, when change. Are, uh, when are we getting the Paris Marvel stuff? Oh, not for some time. It's not been officially announced, but... Uh, oh, the only thing that's happening is that the uh, Tower of Terror in Paris uh, is going to start becoming the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout ride uh, next year, 2018. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But isn't Spider-Man going to replace... Uh, um, Aerosmith. There's talk of uh, the rock and roller coaster in Paris becoming a Spider-Man themed ride as well. Right, okay. Yeah, which would be quite cool. And, of course, lest we forget, ingeniously straddled across the two uh, Universal theme parks is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Which is amazing. Which is so good. It's connected by the Hogwarts Express. So yeah. you actually, to get from one park to another, you have two options. You can either come out of the park and walk along the kind of um, the shops The, the city area. walk bit, yeah. Yeah. And, go in, and the front. go in the other front entrance. Or you can take the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. Amazing. You literally get on the train. You get into a miniature King's Cross. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not bad, actually, I have to say. They've done a pretty good rendering of, of King's Cross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on a minute scale. I feel like they could do more humorous stuff with the adverts. They've got a couple of fake perfume adverts. Yeah, they have, but yeah. There's a lot of scope for some funny yeah. adverts in there. But you, So you get on the train at King's Cross, uh, and if you step outside of that King's Cross station and go through a very nicely hidden entrance, they do it quite well. It's You have to kind of find it. Uh, then you end up in uh, Diagon Alley. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so in the, this is it. Let's talk about each the two sections. Uh, oh, there's so much you could say about this, though. So okay. we have to be careful because we're going to you're going to ramble on forever, forever if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you walk out of King's Cross Station in Universal Studios. You go through uh, some sort of bricks that appear to be magically. Uh, parting for you as they do in the film and what you want to do actually is to station one of the people in your group uh, further back so further back in the queue with a camera oh no I'm talking about a different thing here I'm talking about the uh, the way into Diagon Alley you're talking about the queue of uh, the Hogwarts um, Express oh yeah however that is also good say yeah, that say explain that, okay. that while you're talking okay, about it okay so uh, which end is it uh, it's the it's the King's Cross end. Okay, so this is a great hack, guys. Yeah. Uh, so in order, so when you're going through the queue, uh, the King's Cross end, at one point it looks like you're going into um, platform nine and three quarters. Essentially, yeah. you're so running into it. They do a really good effect where uh, you people further back in the queue can see the queue further ahead through a, a kind of magic gauze uh, going apparently walking through the wall. 
yep. into platform nine. So what you want to do is you want to station one of your people further back so that they're looking through the gauze, get them to have their, uh, their camera right, yeah. and uh, film uh, and make them film you walking through the wall. And yeah. obviously while you're doing it, make it look as funny as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do a little <laughs> run and stuff. And then you get a really good little video of you going into platform nine and three quarters, which is much better than standing in the actual King's Cross station with the trolley that's halfway through the wall and paying loads for the privilege. Yeah, that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, we, we did take a, a me going through the wall. Yeah, we did, didn't we? we? Did yeah, video, yeah. So yeah. we'll put that up later on our <laughs> new YouTube channel. Yes. Very exciting. Um, however, what I was talking about is the, the way that you get into Diagon Alley, which is the section of the Wizarding World of yeah, Harry Potter of that is in Universal Studios. Yeah. You go through, th- th- there is no sign. This is what I love. Mm. They, they tried to do this with Pandora in, in Disney and it didn't work because no one no one kind of people expect to see signs or too hidden yeah <laughs> well no one knew where anything was and it was so busy everyone was getting in a muddle but here they they're, they're managing to get away with it there is no sign that says this way to harry potter land uh, there's just a wall that you you follow around and you can't see any of diagon alley from the outside you have to go through uh, and then you're in this extraordinary diagon alley thing which is very close to the actual sets, which we've been to, of course, because of the Warner Brothers studio tour. I'd say they're slightly better than the <laughs> sets. <laughs> well, yeah, they are, because they're real buildings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to facades. And it's designed for you to actually, yeah, be, be immersed yeah, in Yeah, and world. you walk around, and if you buy one of the wands, uh, you can interact with shop window displays. Mm. So you wave your magic wand in the window, and certain things happen in the windows of the shops. And that's quite nice, even if you don't do that, because then you're walking down a street where there's a bunch of people... Uh, waving wands around and yeah. interacting with them. And you can see magical things happening. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that just adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. In fact, I'd say you totally don't need to buy the wand, just yeah, walk around looking at, <laughs> looking at kids doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have Gringotts Bank with the dragon on top who, who moves around and he, he breathes fire, he roars. And inside Gringotts is the Escape from Gringotts roller coaster, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's a, one of the most extraordinary... Uh, Roller coasters that uses 3D IMAX screen technology. Oh, that's probably something we should mention. Um, quite a lot of Universal depends on 3D screening, doesn't it? There's quite a lot to, of uh, simulator type. Yeah, rides, yeah, yeah. So to enhance their roller coasters, so you still get some up and down, actual genuine motion. Yeah. You, you're not just uh, sat in a simulator. Yeah. You you do actually. Uh, yeah, they have a track. Yeah. But on along this track, they have a lot of 3D. There's images. a lot of things where you have to pick up some glasses at the beginning of the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, uh, I started to feel a bit sick after a while. <laughs> yeah. You do long for some kind of actual uh, visuals. Yeah. Well, you were all, all right, though, weren't you? But yeah. I actually felt quite queasy. So I think... But I've, I've got uh, a slight astigmatism. Well, and the I thing think is... that might have contributed to maybe... Me starting to feel a bit ill uh, because of yeah, all the 3D. possibly. The problem that I have is that I mean, I I am fine with three D rides. I don't get motion sickness, but I do wear massive glasses. Mm. So they, I find that the little glasses they give you don't cover your whole other glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not the most comfortable experience. Yeah. So uh, my that's that's one of that's pretty much my only criticism apart from Popeye, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the only qualm Stupid we have with Universal. Yeah, is that they could should maybe use a little less 3D. There's a bit of a glut of 3D rides. Yeah. However, they are all excellent. Oh yeah, they really are. Yeah. I just wish I hadn't started feeling queasy because it did impact the experience. Yeah, maybe like. alternate the 3D ones with a non-3D one. And I get that on it. Star Tours at Disney as well. Yeah, so obviously it's just a 3D thing. It doesn't necessarily agree with you. Yeah, but then there's enough other stuff that actually once you start feeling queasy you can make yourself feel better by going on the Hulk ride yeah, or something. <laughs> which is a, a more conventional roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going back to Harry Potter, when you have experienced uh, the Escape from Gringotts ride, which is totally excellent, 
you then hop on the Hogwarts Express, which genuinely takes you, uh, while showing you apparently magical things happening outside the window of your train, which is very nice, mm-hmm. uh, and Dementors going down the uh, the corridors of the train, and you see the uh, the trolley witch going. Oh, also, if you're English and you're on this ride, yes. then uh, talk to your companion because the other people in the compartment, I think, find it quite magical. Oh yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we did we did provide some extra charm with our uh, with our very picturesque received pronunciation. I don't voices. know about you, but I I became more posh. Did you posh it up? Yeah. Did you step on and and suddenly return to the 1950s? Gosh, Lord. Good Lord. It's like we're actually leaving King's Cross. It certainly is. Golly. (laughs) Do you fancy some tuck from the tuck shop? (laughs) Yeah. And then I uh, branded your bottom with a hot scone. Quite right. (laughs) How it should be. With a crumpet fork. The good old days. Not a hot scone. A hot scone. You shoved a hot scone up your ass. Yeah, well. Just like we do in (laughs) jolly old lighting. (laughs) Yes. We're really confusing any American listeners. Uh, right Crumpet fork. Everything you believe about the English is true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so, so anyway, you, yeah, you, so, you hop uh, on the univ- uh, the uh, Hogwarts Express uh, train and you and you go over to Universal's Islands of Adventure Park, where the second part of uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is, which is of course Hogsmeade, which is the very beautiful magical town, which has at the end of it. Hogwarts Castle. And what's nice is it's covered in snow and obviously it's in the blazing Florida Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're very rarely in Florida and having it less than, having it be less than sort of 30 Celsius. So the idea of looking at these snow-tipped, picturesque English tumble-down cottages and stuff is a little far-fetched. Yes. But it's but it's good it's really fun. good fun, very atmospheric, very well done. So lots of great, your tweeds and go lots of and great little magical touches. I love the fact that if you go into the gents' toilets mm. in Hogsmeade, they have a canned recording of Moaning Myrtle going, ooh, and all of that. <laughs> ooh, that's a big one. Essentially doing yeah. her outrageous <laughs> double entendre that she does all the way through. Yeah. The... What is she? Oh, I can't remember what happens in the ladies' Oh, loose. she's an outrageous perv. But uh, uh, did I say anything when I came out of the ladies? Because I remember you telling me that about Myrtle in the toilet. No, I don't think there's anything in the in the ladies, oh, which is why... Sweet. Yeah, but she hangs out in the boys' toilet, so yeah, that's, why it's, yeah. that's why it's perfect. God, that's going to give people a few weird fetishes. Oh no, isn't it? God, not off. Not yeah. off. Not off. Mm. She's an outrageous perv. That character. Oh yeah. There's the, there's that scene where he has to go into the bath to crack the code of the of the egg for the Triwizard Tournament uh, challenge, and he has to drop the egg underwater, and then the code will make sense. And she says something like. It took the other boy much longer. All of the bubbles were gone. <laughs> she's so creepy. Yeah, she's, she's a played... bit of a molester ghost, isn't she? She is. Well, she's played by a much older uh, woman. Yeah, but she's you can't supposed... tell that. No, I know, but that's why it's, that's why she's so creepy. Is because she kind of she could be fifteen, but she's actually like in her forties. Yeah, actress yeah. Plays. But maybe they they did that so that she could bring that extra uh, sort of yeah, camp hair. Or... I think so. I think she's because she's a ghost, isn't it? She's long dead, so she's kind of yeah, weirdly. Okay, I'm four hundred. She's yeah, she's otherworldly. <laughs> Um, I'm about yeah. the age of consent. Yeah, yeah. They're not, are <laughs> They're not. You're still a bloody kitty bloody fiddler. Disgrace. But uh, yes, yeah, so what else? Uh, we don't want to talk about this for too long. Well, Hogwarts is uh, is the main thing we should talk about this because there's an excellent ride inside Hogwarts Castle, which is very beautifully rendered there, which is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Oh, yes. Where you hop onto an enchanted pew and you fly through uh, the grounds of Hogwarts this through the Forbidden Forest. This isn't the one where the Weasleys ruin it for you. No, 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 that's Gringotts. The, there's the, the, the crap Weasley twins who can't act <laughs> are your guides for the... <laughs> Although, I don't know if my tolerance of their acting went up in between 
the first time we visited and the second. Did it not but bother the first you so time, much? Because uh, uh, Harry and George uh, narrate it as you go around on one of them. Uh, or not narrate it. It's, it's cleverer than that, but yeah. I, I won't go into Fred it too and George. much. But Fred and George. Fred and sorry. George. But they have a very big presence on one yeah. of the rides. And, and they do a lot whole... of talking like this. Yeah. Oh no, you better hurry up. You better hurry up. Oh no, up. we're in great big trouble. The dragon's coming any minute now. You better get <laughs> quick, on the Harry, train. Quick, Harry, quick, come over here. Yeah, they're a bit rubbish. But, <laughs> but I, the first time I was like, oh my God, this is actually ruining this ride for me. And the second <laughs> time I didn't even really, they were fine. Maybe you were just braced for them the second time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I actually think the prefer, shock of them the first time. I, most people prefer the Gringotts ride, but I think I prefer the... Um, the Hogwarts ride because it doesn't include any 3D elements uh, and it's a really odd ride system it's unlike anything uh, that I've ever been on before actually so you're on this uh, enchanted kind of uh, wizarding desk essentially you're in a, a church pew that floats and you fly between animatronic scenes and um, 3D uh, not 3D, like uh, curved IMAX screens, like Soarin'. Mm. So you 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 are you're going in between stuff that is really there and is sort of animatronic this and is stuff what that Sorin isn't there. wants to be when yeah, it evolves. My God, doesn't it? Over ever. millions of years. Yeah, I think I think in fact actually we went to Epcot on the first time we went to Florida on day one, and then went on Soarin' and went mm, okay. And then went the next day to Universal, went on this ride and was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is massively better. Yeah, so um, much. Barely compares, really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the just the sheer number of excellent ride experiences in the Universal parks uh, is, is, I would think, uh, enough to, to make it oh, we a, should a definite must-see. We should give the tips. Uh, so we spoke to... When we were eating in, in Moe's Diner in the Simpsons area, mm. we got chatting to one of the staff members there. Yeah. And uh, he was this... Uh, Quite elderly gentleman. He was oh very funny. Are we going to get him in trouble doing this? No, no, no. Do- oh, we loved him. He yeah. he made the experience so much. Oh, better. we loved him, but I just don't know whether he might get in trouble. No, from no. Him. Let's just give the, the okay, tips. Go so on, he gave yeah. us some great tips, yeah. which is, for instance, at rope drop. Uh, so in the morning when it opens, yeah. head straight to the back of the park as soon as you get there. Everyone goes to the minions at the front of the park. Yeah, he said. And he was su- like, I hate the minions. He said God with such disdain. <laughs> he was like, all the kids, they come in. They're only interested in minions. <laughs> He really spat he it out. Like, Those idiots, they want to go on a Minions ride, and it's terrible. Oh, kid, Minions! <laughs> Sorry, bad language. Oh, no, we're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, Harry Potter's at the back of each park. So while the stupid kids yeah. are, are getting obsessed with Minions, you can uh, go and enjoy Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So right in the morning, go for that. Mm-hmm. And work your way towards the front gates. Yep, that's uh, the same as kind of true of all theme parks. Really, go to the back and work to the front. But particularly true of these because of the location of where the Harry Potter stuff is, which is very popular. Yeah. Oh, well, another top tip: you yeah. have to pay for Universal Express, which is the equivalent of Fast Pass. Yeah, not worth it's it. It's not worth it. It's very expensive. It's like fifty dollars. Oh, it's so not worth it because actually the queues are great again. I mean, my yeah. God, the queue going into the two Harry Potter rides is. Oh. Is almost better than the... No, no, it's the equivalent of the ride. I mean, it's as much a show as anything else, isn't it? Yeah, so you don't want to be skipping past it just to get on the ride quickly. No. And also, I saw people using their fast pass thing to get onto the Mummy ride, and we literally walked onto the Mummy. Oh, yeah. Each time we did it, which is quite a few times because it's a great ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, so we were just walking onto it, and the fast pass people were just walking onto it from well, a separate... Well, this is all, this is all academic anyway, because we, you are adults listening, right? Mm. So you go whenever you like. 
You're not yeah. bound by school holidays. You go during low season. Yeah. So you don't. And need we didn't to... wait that long for anything. Yeah. You definitely don't need to be paying money for fast passes or whatever it's called, yeah. Universal oh, Express. It's really making me want to go again. I know. Oh, it does again. every week actually. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. so other top tips, Lauren. Uh, um, oh, parades! Oh, parade logic also applies to yeah, these yeah. parties. So uh, whether you're at Disney or Universal, when the pride uh, parades when, when the, the parades are on, yeah, parades. when the parades are on, unless you like parades, in which case, what is your problem? <laughs> People, <laughs> like People like we should, parades. We shouldn't it's slag fine. off the parades. But if you're not bothered about the parades, yeah. use that opportunity to go on the more popular. And rides. actually, Universal has parades that go on all the time, all day. Don't Pretty they? much, there's almost always something going on. So if on. you miss a parade, it's not a big deal. There's another one around the corner. So quite, go on some rides. There's some quite good street entertainment. Actually, the Blues Brothers turn up occasionally and do their show, and they go around in their car going the fabulous Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. good fun. Yeah, also, Scooby Doo is there in the Mystery Machine. Yeah. Uh, they don't actually get the same kinds of uh, crowds, the parades there, as Disney does. Not really, no. There's a lot of, like, minion-themed parades So it's gonna th- it's going to thin the queues to a certain extent, but mm. not that much. I feel like it's more... It's sort of similar to... Closer to, like, the wandering characters in Disney parks rather than the actual parades in Disney parks, which are really considered, like, must-see shows. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure if this parade logic... I think to some extent it does. They do have parades, but so right. you might experience a little bit of a reduction in wait times. Yeah, yeah. Are. Oh, uh, there's always a queue for the minions, by the way. Always. Yeah. We didn't actually go on that because we can't stand those stupid yellow minions. <laughs> so uh, don't avoid the minions, probably. Yeah. But the thing well, is, no, no, no. If you like minions, knock yourself out. Unless you want literally to, knock yourself yeah, out. Yeah. Well, you'll okay. probably you'll probably <laughs> wait at least an hour for minions, regardless of the time of year. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just how it is, and yeah. that's what the dude was telling us uh, in uh, in in Springfield. Yeah, the old yeah. dude who we got chatting to when was, we bonded with him over minions. Disney do this thing called cast compliment uh, on Twitter, where you do put hashtag cast compliment, and then you say thanks to Carla at the uh, you know Animal Kingdom Lodge. She made our stay perfect. Or something. So I don't know if Universal do that. Probably not. They probably the salty old they probably turn Rose, their nose. <laughs> who told us that minions suck balls. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to that guy. Cast compliment to that guy. He's great. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. great. What have we got here? A couple of uh, things like Disney attractions that feel like Universal attractions. This is something we were going to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's to there give you a kind of a frame of reference. Yeah. So Terra Terra, Din- the dinosaur ride. Is it just called dinosaur? It's called dinosaur because it's based on the film Dinosaur. Right. Uh, Star Tours, Indiana Jones, the Paris roller coaster, and the California Dark Ride. Yeah. All of these have a level of sophistication mm. and uh, variety within the ride itself that I would say Universal. They has. have the feel of a of a Universal ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Universal basically is like an entire theme park dedicated to films with scores by John Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should just make a John Williams. Pretty much theme John park. Williams land. What have they got? They've got Harry Potter, of course. Mm. Uh, Jurassic Park is John Williams. E. T. is John Williams. Uh, they don't have Star Wars, of course. That's mm. the one thing that Disney has. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. It. But basically, Which seems mad actually because Star Wars would fit brilliantly. Star in Wars is a, is actually a, a closer fit to Universal, I'd say, than than Disney. Yeah. But there you go. Although it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, way. it must be surreal for John Williams to walk around these places, going, "Oh, here's my CV rendered in 3D." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they pipe music through the streets just like they do in. Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. The level of sort of immersive theming in Universal is every bit as uh, intense and all-encompassing as it is in the It was the Back parks. to the Future as we walked in. Yeah, and when we walked in, they were playing a really nice, tight loop of sort of 80s adventure films, oh. which is right up our alley. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, it's, it's, there used to be a really good Back to the Future ride there, but it's gone now. Oh. 
which is a shame. Ooh. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's summarise then. Okay. So, you're an adult, I'm an adult. Yeah. Why not just go to Universal? Because actually there's no shame to going to Universal as an adult without kids, whereas going to Disney, you know, it's a bit like... It, sometimes you have to justify it to you people. You do spend your, a lot of your life justifying why you're going again. I to... mean, that's essentially why we set up this YouTube, because, yeah. uh, well, we love talking about Disney, but also yeah. it's because a lot of people are like, don't you feel a bit weird? Yeah, going yeah. there just as adults but it's for kids yeah, why'd, you, kids? why'd you go to a kids place yeah what is there to do yeah. and basically asking us if how much we loved kids stuff and us yeah. having to go it's not kids stuff okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of go well it's kind of it is kids stuff but it's also it's wasted on them <laughs> they yeah. don't get it yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, I can understand why some people might think well we'll just go to Universal we love theme parks we'll go to Universal and we'll go to Six Flags yeah uh, well Magic Mountain although that's in California, isn't it? Is there a Six Flags in Florida? Yeah, yeah there's one of those big... big well, Bush Gardens. Oh, yeah, Bush Gardens. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, maybe that is what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, SeaWorld. There's some kind of garden, other garden thing, isn't there? Bush Gardens is the... I'm just thinking of those gardens. One. Okay. Yeah. So you might get people saying that and not going to Disney. So yeah. why why not just go to Universal? Why do more? Well, I mean, you, you probably would have an amazing holiday if you just went to Universal. Uh, but there is a kind of... There's so, there's something of an experience that you don't quite get in Universal that you do get in Disney parks. And that is that with Universal, you are kind of you have you have an enormous array of brilliant individual property intellectual properties. So like, I love Harry Potter, great, let's do the Harry Potter thing. I love Jurassic Park, let's go do the Jurassic Park thing. I have no feelings about the mummy. I have no feelings <laughs> about the, the mummy, mummy, but the ride is excellent anyway, so let's <laughs> yeah. go on it. But what you don't have is a kind of overarching theme or brand brand sounds very cold but in a way it kind of is a brand yeah well yeah brand loyalty oh yeah is gross isn't it i yeah. mean that's that's a phrase used to extract money out of you yeah it's however the domain of what, what it exists. kind of relates to is a sort of emotional connection that you made a very long time ago that has been nurtured yeah. over the years and disney has done that through it, through its films and through the knowledge that these parks are there and through the knowledge of walt disney yeah. himself it's got a kind of richness and a history uh, that's both personal to you I, and uh, is also rooted in Americana itself. Yeah, it is rather, isn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah, the the kind of American dream and the glorification of progress and American industry and everything that Walt Disney was all about. And also I'd say there's a kind of a cohesion to the Disney parks and all of the Disney films and stories, which makes the place feel like, in a way, greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Um, so you, although you weigh, you might kind of go, well, I'm not particularly attached to the film Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone even seen it? No one's even heard of it anymore. No. But the ride is excellent. Uh, and in the context of the very, very beautiful and well-considered Animal Kingdom, mm. uh, it, it works perfectly. Because mm. the Animal Kingdom park is kind of one item whereas universal's two parks although they are both amazing and excellent it's a it's a collection of very good disparate things yeah yeah definitely so even though there's the cohesion of we're making a movie yeah. in universal studios and there's a cohesion of we're having an adventure in islands of adventure yeah there's the each individual property is still very separate to the yeah. other ones and also the two parks don't feel that different it's not like I mean, I struggle to remember which is which attraction is in which park, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so much to the extent that you can have two halves of the Harry Potter thing 
uh, in each what, one half in each park, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, they've you mixed up the have, meta thing a bit, haven't yeah, they? You couldn't have two uh, halves of the, of any of the same Disney uh, property in in the two different parks. Although it, they're starting to mix it up a bit in Hollywood Studios. So Disney's Hollywood Studios is very meta yeah. in that it's, we're making a movie, but they're yeah. also now putting Star Wars in there, which is going to be immersive. And Toy Story, which is also going to be immersive. Yeah, so they've actually obviously decided, oh well, yeah, which <laughs> let's is why, just put the two things which, together. Which is why they're quite sensibly changing the name of the park. Oh yeah, of course. Because they're they're rebranding the whole thing so that it isn't that meta thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because there are now not there's now not one single original attraction in um, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and or I, MGM Studios as it was when it opened. And I suppose with Universal Studios, they can't get rid of the name Universal Studios no. because that's their brand recognition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not really about the studio experience anymore. And I think Disney has kind of correctly realised that Universal has got this idea kind of sewn up with their extremely popular very successful park mm. um so yeah so because the that that kind of goes to show that like each each disney park has a very strong identity that you kind of you come away going that makes sense i understand what that is yeah yeah Apart from magic Epcot, which is magic. a bit of a mess yeah Epcot. But, bullshit <laughs> but you know animal kingdom is all about beautiful you know uh, nature nature and conservation and the wonders of uh, the natural world uh, Hollywood Studios of course is all about the movies and the magic Razzmatazz. of cinema and, and Hollywood and Razzmatazz and uh, sort of 20th century Americana uh, and Magic Kingdom is about magic and dreams coming true and fairy tales and mm. uh, and sort of escape and adventure yeah. uh, but the, the the Universal Studios parks are excellent, but they don't have such a clear philosophy, yeah. I'd say. I mean, you will have such a good time at Universal. Yes, and I would such say... Such a good time. But I do think it's supplemented by Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like I said earlier, it's kind of each one acts as a palate cleanser for the other one. They kind of do. They're like two sides of a coin, really. They're yeah. two different philosophies, complement each other so well. Mm. And I would say that... Uh, and it's hard to say because, you know, no no one person has been to every single theme park in the world. But if you were to include, if you were to group Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios together, I would say that's a pretty strong contender. Yeah. For the, certainly, the if you're calling that one theme park, that's the best theme park that I've ever been to by a country mile. Yeah, yeah. It's astonishingly good. So here's here's a controversial idea. Go for it. What if you wanted uh, an uh, an immersive holiday, mm. but you wanted to do both, mm. and so you stayed in a Universal hotel? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Because they're cheaper, aren't they? They are cheaper. They're still pretty expensive, so we're not looking at a cheap holiday. Well, here. they're not. Yeah, I mean, it's exp- any any trip to Florida is going to be expensive, realistically. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 Universal hotels are every bit as strongly themed as the Disney ones. Mm. Uh, so and they are have, cheaper. They are definitely cheaper, and that was true even when we did our Expedia searches last week, and all of the Disney hotel prices had jumped up. The Universal ones had jumped up too, but nothing like as much. So a quick rundown of the places you could stay. So there's Portofino Bay, which has an Italian Venice theme. Yeah, now that's very similar to Tokyo Disney Sea's Venice section. Yeah, so you could pretend you were there. Yeah, if yeah. You really wanted to. It's there's... it's stunning. That hotel's really yeah. really stunning. There's the Royal Pacific tropical theme. Uh, there's a seaplane on a lagoon which yeah. is the pool it's the swimming pool it looks amazing it's very beautiful that uh, there's Sapphire Falls which is Caribbean themed mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. there's some value hotels as well like yeah. Cabana Bay which has a 60s theme yeah, that's, that's quite, quite nice. cool that's pretty cool it's got uh, it, it's all that kind of Mad Men 
Yeah, it looks like the sets of Mad Men. The the all of the lettering and and stylizing of the whole place looks a little bit like Hanna Barbera cartoon script. It's not cartoonish, but it's just kind of. It looks like it would be a fun, poppy, fun place to stay in 1966, which is quite cool. a cool vibe. That is. And yeah. upcoming, there's a hotel called Aventura. 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 Yeah, which is not Sounds a bit yet. like adventure, but it's not. Aventura. It sounds, it sounds like, like how, eventually. It sounds like how our sat-nav would say the word adventure. Aventura. <laughs> <laughs> Aventura. So it's coming in 2018. Oh, there's also the Hard Rock Hotel. Oh, yeah. Which is right on the park doorstep. Yeah, yeah. And it's also one of Florida's premier music venues. Yeah. I mean, coming up, uh, they've got uh, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons are playing there. Amazing. I didn't even know he's still alive. Yeah. Also, Primus is playing there, one of my favourite bands. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> no, they've got like constant big bands yeah, playing yeah. through there. They yeah, must no, have incredibly good soundproofing in that hotel because the venue's right next to it. Yeah, you. and the venue looks like some kind of uh, Roman amphitheater. It's like a Colosseum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah amazing. It's quite Las Vegas looking in that way. Yeah, so if you want a themed hotel without paying Disney prices, then that, Universal that might be an option. It might be a good bet for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're certainly considering it for, for sure. when we eventually have some moolah. Moolah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that would be a good bet. Yep, yep. Cool! So, so I think there, it, uh, we've uh, hopefully convinced some people to have identical holidays to our yeah. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just, yeah, because I was thinking actually, we, we, we were saying beforehand, you might well say to yourself, well, we're going, we're going, we're spending loads of money on going to the most amazing theme park in the world, Walt Disney World. Why would we bother going to something very similar uh, in Universal? But they are two sides of a coin. Their philosophies are different they're yin and yang they're yin and yang they complement each other well they're, they're I would say both unmissable yeah. so oh also do the Kennedy Space Center yeah <laughs> have, we, have we said that enough times yet yeah yeah Kennedy, Kennedy Space, Space Center but that's the thing I think you might well book a Florida trip to Disney and say well we'll have an educational day out as well we'll go to the Kennedy Space which Center which is also fun which is also fun but it's an educational thing yeah yeah but we don't bother we don't need to bother going to Universal you'd be so wrong don't make that mistake guys no, no. listeners go to Universal yeah normal service will resume next week but uh, for now we are well singing the praises of Universal yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. I think Katz and Ratzenberger should say goodbye. Hey, go to Universal! <laughs> Why would you just go to Disney? You'd be an idiot not to go to Universal. Hey, watch it, lady! Oh, is this a costume? It's not a costume. Is it a Halloween costume? It's or? not a Halloween costume, lady. Oh, you got lady. beautiful hair. Is this a fur yeah. coat? Whoa! You must be boiling. Yeah. Whoa, Take it watch off. it, Take lady. It Can That's... I try it on? No, you can't try it on. It's my skin. <laughs> thanks for listening to adults do universal if you've got any more tips and tricks for how to do the universal studios theme parks or any other particular stories about universal that you'd like to share with us you can email us at adults do disney at gmail.com you can also find us uh, on facebook twitter and instagram at adults do disney and you can also check us out on youtube now at adults do disney and if you would like to help us out, please, please do leave a review on iTunes. It's very helpful. It pushes us up the ranks of the iTunes charts, and hopefully we'll get some more people listening to us. So see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.